0: Home, we knew we were safe to be young enough to dream. Find the faith to believe.
1: Welcome to the podcast Life to the Fool with Nancy Campbell, founder and publisher of Above Rubies. Where we learn to forgive in that
0: home. Hello, everyone listening today. We are continuing our series about elevating home and family. Uh, This is something that I guess years ago we wouldn't even need to be talking about. Everybody took it for granted, but now we are living in a delusional age and I believe it is time for us to once again elevate family, home, motherhood, fatherhood and everything about the family back to where God put it in the very beginning. So this is our third podcast and once again my husband is with me today, my husband Colin, and so it's great to have him with me as we talk about family together. I think it would be good today to start off elevating the roles of male and female. That's the very first thing that God spoke about in the very beginning when he created man. He created the male and female. In the image of God created he them. And God only created two genders, male and And female, he created two for the procreating of the human race. And there needs to be the male and the female to continue the procreation of mankind. Now, this can't happen with any of the other genders. And uh, so they are all false. They are all deceptive. And therefore, it is important for us to talk about these things and to elevate them, to put value on them where God put value on them and also to pass this on to our children. Our children live in this deceived age and they must know truth. Okay darling, what have you got to say to start off?
1: Well (laughs) I agree it seems like Um, it's a necessary subject to be talking about because it's been so uh, degraded the subject of the the sexes and where they really have their place in today's society and so it's so important I, I do believe that we need to embrace the way which God has created us male and female and I think there are the word embrace is very, very important. I think it's um, it means to take hold of. It means to put your arms around it. It means to honor it and to exalt it and to elevate it, just like the the subject matter is, to the eleva- elevation of these things that will increase, bless the families. And so embracing is is something that you'll hold very close to your heart. It's something you'll really take on, and I do think that this is very necessary to teach our children to not just to, to know the truth, but to embrace it on this matter, that there is masculine and there is feminine. And uh, so that's the way I feel about it. I think it's so important to embrace the way God has sovereignly created us to be.
0: Yes, and, and of course we all understand that um, females, they have an XX pair of sex chromosomes, and males have an XY. And that's it. In fact, I mean, science just reveals so many studies of how male and female are so different from one another, how God created us uniquely different. They differ in every cell of their bodies because they carry a different chromosomal pattern. Did you know there are 6,500 different genes between male and female? Scientists have even discovered approximately 100 gender differences even in the brain. So here we have very deceived people today trying to get, especially this younger generation, to uh, move to the opposite sex. I mean, it's all masterminded by Satan who hates God's creation and wants to totally just destroy it. And here they're trying to use, you know, chemical blockers and, and even do surgery, but they can't change who that person is. Their gender differences, uh, not only in their genes genitalia, but in their brains, goodness me, in every part of their body. They can try and change one little part, but that doesn't change the rest of their body. They will never, ever be able to do that. In fact, even after they're dead, uh, they can dig up the bones and they can still determine the sex of male or female by analysing the bones and so it is such deception. And, and so we need to remind our children of these things. And, and it is so important for us, firstly for us, because we are the examples that we reveal um, absolutely in every way who we are as male and female. We, I'm speaking from a female, we as women As mothers, as females, we must embrace in every way who we are as a female. We must embrace our femininity and show it to our family, show it to the world. We do it in every way, the way we embrace the way God has created us and and of course we are created so differently to male. We we the most distinguishing characteristics that we have physically is that we have a womb And we have breasts. Uh, A male cannot carry a baby in the womb. He cannot nurse a baby. This is distinctive to a woman. And not only do we have, um, we are created physically this way, but it is innately, transcendentally within us. When God gave to us a womb, he not only gave the womb physically, but he gave it to us innately. There is a wombness within us that longs after children, that longs to have. A baby that is within every woman of course there's hundreds of thousands of women today who don't want to because it's been brainwashed out of them their brains have been totally propagandized um, but if all that junk is taken out of them they get down to the very core of who they are they will long for a baby Actually, I was just uh, reading this morning something interesting. Can you, Rachel, go and get me? There's a couple of books on the table, and I didn't bring them here with me. And I'd like to read you something really quite interesting. But um, we have to embrace who we are. We have to be female, feminine in, in the way we speak, in the way we act, the things we do, Um and uh, even the way we dress. Yes, I believe in this time in society that the way we dress is very, very important. I believe that sadly we as women have become the ones to unisex this society. Back years and years ago, when women first started wearing pants, it wasn't the men who started wearing dresses. No. I mean, we, when men do this today, we are horrified. When women started wearing pants, people were horrified back then. But gradually, little by little, it became the vogue, and now it's the norm. And so we've become a unisex society. And what are we doing when we're doing this? We are not showing forth who we really are as female. And therefore we stand very guilty for helping along what is happening in our society today. And I believe it's time for change. I believe if we are really elevating the role of female, we will want to reveal this in every single way of how we live. And that will include the way we dress because that's a big way of how we live. Every, week, every morning, we get up in the morning and we've got to get dressed, okay? What are we going to show to our family? How do we, what are we portraying? When we get up and we just dress in our holy jeans and, you know, and we come out, we're just showing to our sons, okay, That's how women dress. We're showing to our daughters. That's the way you to dress. And is it really very female? Is it feminine? No, it's not. It's unisex. It's just becoming, just looking like the men. What are we trying to do? We are distinct. We are different. We are unique. And I believe that we glorify God when we show this uniqueness. Now, let me see if I can find Just while this. you're looking there. Oh, <coughs> yes. You say something, darling.
1: Um, and, and looking for that, and the quotes in the books that you have there, um, it was entirely, we didn't have any say in the matter of what gender we were created to be, male or female. This was entirely the sovereignty of God. He is our creator, and as such, we should honor him and and not be negative um, or disrespectful or questioning him. We should should, uh, honor that he has made us the way we are. Romans 9.20 gives a good word here. It says, Who art thou that thou repliest against God? Shall the thing formed... Say to him that formed it, why have you made me so? It's Mm -hmm. very dishonorable to God to do this. And I think as far as the dresses are concerned, of what you're saying there, I think that most women would be horrified if men started wearing dresses. Which they are starting to now. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think we men would be revolted in that too to see other men wearing dresses because we've become so used to the society having been changed for some time relating to the women wearing men's clothes, but men, women more and more are becoming um, in, into the man's style, even with their haircuts in many ways, they're closely shaving their heads, um, You and know, much of that is sort of going in that unisex way. What God really wants there to be a distinction, a strong distinction, so that we don't get marred in um, this whole thing of female and, and masculinity.
0: Yes, actually, <clears> and you're saying that, um, and what I was saying before, our example even, before our children, let alone going out into society, uh, I was reading a statement uh, from, it's from a man, Timothy Paul Jones. He writes... The clothes that our children wear do not merely cover the nakedness of their flesh, they shape and reflect the contours of our children's souls. So when we, as an example, just say, Well, this is what you wear, and that's what they wear, in fact today when mothers go to buy clothes for their children, um What do they buy? Well, they just buy their jeans and their tops because that's what's in the shops. And so we are teaching our children right from the very beginning of their lives, this is how you clothe yourself, but it's not showing them how to be female or feminine. We've got to wake up mothers to really see what we are doing. But back to these little quotes I just read this morning and it was just talking about citing uh, some feminist women. It is in the book called Feminine Design by John Garr. And it talks about a feminist newswoman, Virginia Halseger. And uh, she was sharing how that, um, what does it say here? She readily admitted her own former militancy. Uh, She says, in my mid-30s, I heard Malcolm Turnbull pontificate about the need to encourage Australians to marry younger and have more children. I would have thumped him, kneed him in the groin and bawled him out, she said. But now she confesses, and this is her own quote, that she is childless and angry. Angry that I was so foolish to take the word of my feminist mothers as gospel. Angry that I was daft enough to believe female fulfillment came with a leather briefcase. Then it talks about Germaine Greer. We all know her as one of the leading and foremost feminists of the feminist movement. And uh, how she used to talk about childbearing as constricting and suffocating and uh, the enemy of liberated women's hopes. But 30 years later, she was, and here is her quote, desperate for a baby. Mourning her unborn babies and having pregnancy dreams waiting with vast joy and confidence for something that now will no longer ever happen. And uh, she says again in her own quote, the most intolerable regret of her life. And and so isn't it so sad that, you know, today we not only have the feminist uh, agenda wooing uh, Women and uh, young women uh, away from their role that God has for them, but now even into transgenderism, everything to take away their femaleness, their femininity. But
1: Danny, on the you- other hand, it also <clears throat> is is encouraging young people to um, men to be like women and. I think these drag queens and that many of them are just men but you know dressed up as women um, teaching you know teaching in the public libraries throughout this country. It was so sad and it's terrible to confusing the young children teaching them you know with little story books and stuff like that which is um, just deceiving the children in their minds they're thinking well maybe I should be a woman too. A lot of boys could be thinking that, and I think they are.
0: Yes, I know. It is time to stand up even against that, too. And you mentioned that scripture in Romans chapter 1, but there were few scriptures in the Old Testament that are speaking that very same word, and I think it would be good for us to listen to them again. Isaiah twenty nine sixteen. You turn things upside down. Shall the potter be regarded as the clay? And the thing made should say of its, master, of its maker, He did not make me? Or the thing formed say of him who formed it, He has no understanding. And so this scripture is saying what we are seeing today everything is turned upside down. And how dare we, who are the clay, say to our potter, "Why did you make me like this?" I mean, when God created us, He created us perfectly. And uh, let's read this. Some more scriptures too. Um, Isaiah, forty-five, verse nine. Woe starts with woe, w o e, woe unto him. That striveth with his maker. Shall the clay say to him that fashioned it? What makest thou all thy work? He hath no hands. Next verse, woe. Woe again. Woe unto him that saith unto his father. What begottest thou? Or to the woman, what hast thou brought forth? In other words, we are not to question... Who God creates And we are not to question him When he creates male or female Because at the very beginning of conception God determines the sex of male or female And we better not question it Uh, Let's go to Psalm 103 No, 100 verse 3 Know ye not that the Lord, he is God? It is he that hath made us. Not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. God is our creator. Not we. And woe to those who begin to temper and destroy God's creation and seeking to change them uh, into another sex which they cannot do but they try and all they do is destroy that precious life what is happening to our Many of our young people today is the destruction of their lives They are young, they have no idea of the future They haven't yet come into puberty Into all the beginning of the wonder of their sexuality But they will not be able to enjoy it They will not ever be able to fulfill it Because their bodies are being destroyed already Let's go to Psalm 119 and verse 73, thy hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn thy commandments. And then, can I read one more? Uh, Psalm 139, that glorious scripture of how God creates the baby in the womb. um, From verse 13, for you formed my inmost being. Isn't that interesting? See, God not only creates the physical, he creates the inmost being, even the heart and the mind, uh, that inner part, he is creating all of that. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are your works, and I know this very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days were written in your book, and ordained for me before one of them came to be. Isn't that incredible? You see, God, he is the creator. He knows what he is doing. Let's look at one or two of those words there. Oh, yes, I am one fearfully and wonderfully made. That word wonderfully is Pala, P-A-L-A-H. P-A-L-A-H. Then it goes on to say, marvellous are your works. And I know this very well, marvellous is also pala, but it's P-A-L-A. So there were two Hebrew words used there, both very, very similar in meaning. Pala means, um, oh, it's incredible. It means wonderful, marvellous, miraculous, astonishing, Extraordinary, beyond the bounds of human powers or expectations. And this is what God was doing when he created you and me, each one of our precious children and everyone in this world. He was creating a miracle. And also, the word Pala has in its meaning, very powerfully, the, the meaning of separated, severed, distinguished. And that's interesting because at the very beginning of conception, God distinguished, he separated um, this creation, male or female. He made the distinction in the very beginning. And how dare... Any man, any doctor, or man or woman doctor, interfere with this incredible, astonishing, miraculous creation? Amen. Yes.
1: <clears throat> and it really is concerning, and I'm, that's why we're emphasizing all this today. That uh, even you know the new world order that is trying to be brought in right now is a unisex order it will be no distinction between men and women everybody will be exactly you know the same and um they want it to be that way and that that kind of wickedness is is highly promoted even in, from the the very leadership of the, the world economic forum for example it's just so um very very sad that this is what's being pushed down rammed down our throats by by all sorts of people in in leadership.
0: Yes, and they are a minority, and yet yeah. they are taking the authority and laying down the laws. It's time we began to speak up.
1: Yeah, I think that it's very very important for fathers to really encourage their daughters to be who they are, and not to, for the daughter to feel that the father is, you know, showing more. Uh, emphasis on the, on the sons or their, their brothers, but that fathers should also be very, very encouraging to their daughters to tell them how much they appreciate the fact of their, of their fema- femaleness and I think that this is so important that girls need to know that they they are honoured for being girls, and sons that they are being sons.
0: Yes, we have <clears> to, um, you know, promote those distinctions in our children. We want to, as mothers, we have to constantly, you know, encourage our daughters uh, to be female. I am amazed that, you know, parents will encourage their daughters into fields as they're going on in their education and they send them off to college and they send them off to be um you know engineers and and all this kind of thing and you see so many women going into the military i mean i do not believe the military is the place for women it's not where God ever intended them to be he intends the men to go out and fight and protect the men are the protectors of their homes they're the protectors of the nation they go out to fight the battles we hold down the fort in the home and it is so sad I mean I remember one time uh, I was at the airport with my daughters and others, and we had just been at an Above Rubies retreat, and uh, now we were flying home, waiting for our plane, and there was a woman, and she was just sobbing on her seat, and of course we were all concerned for her, and then we looked and we noticed beside her was a military bag, and uh, so Serene actually went up to her and said, Tell me what, what's happening. And she said, I have just been, um, I'm sent out. I've got to go out for a year deployment. And, but I'm having to leave my little baby and my toddler. She said, I pleaded with them uh, to, that I could not go. And there were others in, um, you know, with me who were all, they were single. They were ready to go. And they said they would take my place, but they took no notice. And here this woman was having to leave her little ones. That is totally, absolutely horrific and absolutely wrong. No military should ever allow that. Both for the mother
1: and for the baby. Oh, for
0: both. It is so wrong. And, And so it's not what we're meant to do. Why are we even pushing our children into these fields? We are to train them for the fields where god wants them to be and our sons we should be seeking to um you know make them as masculine as possible i'm just so tired of seeing so many wimpy young men around these days they are very wimpy in fact they don't even know how to work hard and they don't even seem to have a work ethic even in their bodies they've never even done hard work and when you give them a job Goodness me, I just want to take to over do. from them because they can work so much harder than them.
1: Yes, I agree. I think we're living in that time where it's well, oftentimes we it's because of a lack of parenting encouraging sons mm-hmm. to be you yeah. know masculine Yes. and i think yes. I think girls get wanting to will want to get married to a masculine man. A man that knows how to work, a man that knows how to roll up his sleeves and and get stuck in, and somebody that will show initiative in work and initiative in so many other areas of that kind of leadership that God has given to men, and uh, <clears throat> to be the to be the protectors of of the female species, to to protect them because they're stronger. Made stronger, masculine, not necessarily brain-wise, but masculine-wise, in phys- physique, they're stronger. And so I personally, myself, I love, and I think it's I think it's innately built into man to love femininity in women, to love their femininity, to love to see them dress like, dressing up as women and not as men. Um, even though, you know, can you create... dresses that are masculine I don't think so really and you know to say well you know our 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 pants are feminine well it it may be to a certain extent but I do think that God wants there to to be a real real distinction and I think men appreciate generally deep down they appreciate the feminine's species of the feminine uh, hum- humanity and 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 love it and they they want to see it and I personally don't like to see my wife walking around looking like a man if she's even out in the garden it's not well I do <laughs> to me guess. it's not it, though she does he doesn't it, like looking at me
0: like in, look, the, in the garden I don't
1: really appreciate it because
0: when I'm in the garden <laughs> because I've I'm
1: got... a man I like to see a woman looking like a woman <laughs> all the way
0: I know, but you have to put up with me in the garden. I think
1: God has (laughs) shaped the woman differently to the way He shaped the man. I don't think she looks really feminine at all when she dresses up like a man.
0: Yes, and you know, um, talking about our young men, of course we need masculine husbands and fathers who will be able to teach them. A while back we had a young guy staying with us in his mid-twenties, and... um, Because they were from overseas, we uh, loaned them my car. And anyway, we got a call one night um, to say, Oh, um, you know, I'm up here in in the city and uh, I've got a flat tire, but I don't know how to change it. Can you come? (laughs) I mean... Yes. Oh, really? I
1: can't believe it.
0: <laughs> no, it, it's, it's time that God young him, men but... <laughs> were, were taught how uh, to do yeah. well. How you to know, swing just... an
1: axe, how to use a hammer, how to change a tire, yeah. how to carry the rubbish out, how to bury it, how to do whatever, yeah, you know, you all see, those uh, masculine tasks around the many hundreds of them that need to be performed, really should be performed by the man.
0: Yes, and also um, I notice here in Matthew, we go over to the New Testament, and I love this passage, Matthew 19, and uh, it's where the Pharisees came to Jesus and they were tempting him, saying, Is it lawful to, for a man to put away his wife? Uh, or that meaning, to divorce his wife. And Jesus answered and said unto them, have ye not read that he which made them in the beginning made them male and female and he repeated the very first words uh, about the creation of man back in Genesis chapter one verse twenty seven. But when we see these words here, in the Hebrew back in Genesis chapter one, uh, the word for female is necab, and the word for male is the ha, both very distinctive words different from one another, meaning they were opposite from one another. But then we come here. To, and this word is written in the Greek so we look up and see what these Greek words are the word for female is the Greek word selous, but it comes from the root word selezo, which literally means to suckle a baby at the breast or the noun would be a suckling mother and, and that's the word that Jesus used when he said these words, don't you know, that he which made them in the beginning made them male and female and he uses this very female word, a suckling mother and this is so much part of femininity, so much part of our femaleness and uh, of course, a woman is not a suckling mother all her life, but as she comes into motherhood and as she embraces children and she can be, if a woman is trusting God for her babies, um she can be in her childbearing years for 20 years or so. And uh, so she is for that season of her life, a suckling mother. But even when we're not suckling babies, we still have that in age, that God-given something within us that longs to nurture. But it's interesting, the word male, the, the Greek word for male, it means stronger for lifting. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And we know, of course, that men, they have 50% more brute strength than women. And so we are just made so differently. So let's embrace it and lift it up and value it and Mm. honor it. Dear ladies and men listening, hope some men are listening because my husband is here. Uh, Let's honor the roles that God created. Mm. To not honor them is to not honor God. That's right. It's Mm. pretty serious. When we do not, and I think it's more than just accepting, oh, yeah, this is it, I'm female, I'm male. No, we have got to come to that place of honoring those roles, honoring them with all our hearts. And And the more we make it
1: distinct make it distinctly different. Yes. The more yes. we honor that role. Yes. And I think that needs to be emphasized in raising our children. Yes. To not just you know do the thing that the world is doing, which is really confusing. Yeah.
0: So time is up. So would you like to pray?
1: Yes, Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being who you made us to be. We want to honor you, all of us for creating us different, male and female, feminine and masculine. And Lord, we give you the glory and we give you the praise. Help every one of us, Lord, to desire within our hearts to be totally distinct from one another and yet supportive of one another, realizing that we can't live without the other. And so we, we pray for the, all these things in Jesus' name, amen.
0: In that